The reason why daughters love their dad the most is that at least there is one man in the world who will never hurt her. Two sips of tea is now being served. Welcome to Two Sips of Tea. My name is Tamika Tanksley, and I'm so glad that you are sipping with a sister today. We're going to be talking about life with or without father. This past weekend was Father's Day, and we know that that holds different meaning for different women depending upon your relationship with your father. I got One of my besties back in the tea room with me. You may remember her. So please help me welcome Alina White. Hi, Alina. Hey, Tamika. How are you? I'm good. Glad to be here. Wonderful. Well, you don't have to be so formal. I could still be meek. All right, meek. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always meek to you. Meek. (laughs) I love Alina. She always picks up on the first ring. If she don't, something's wrong. (laughs) So she's definitely the friend you want to call in a pinch, honey. So I wanted to have this conversation and just to talk about, you know, us daddy's girls. And it's interesting because everyone has a different perspective. And as you'll get to hear, Alina and I share a different um, daddy kind of um, uh, dynamic. There you go. See, see why that. When you finish somebody's thought, that was in my head. That's how you know you got a bestie sitting across from you. Cheers to that. I like that. <laughs> Cheers. Or somebody just knowing your thoughts. Yes. Daddy dynamics. And so now this Father's Day, you know, was very um, bittersweet. Um, you know, my father, he passed away in 2017. And so from that moment on, you know, Father's Day and birthdays. And so he passed in April. Our birthdays is in May. His was his is in uh, the end of May. Mine's is May 13th. Then it was Father's Day. So those three months always go rough. And especially having, um, you know, just a loving, doting, um, funny, caring, special dad like mine. You know, I said he was like the diamond encrusted black unicorn, honey. <laughs> so, you know, you barely finding a unicorn, but a black diamond encrusted unicorn, that's like, girl, no. So they ain't break the mold. <laughs> they just shattered it. And so, you know, growing up with that kind of dad, and I've always said that, you know, he made me and my three sisters, child and the queen, my mama, all of us feel like the favorite and feel special. So you got to be a special kind of man, honey, to grow up in a house with five women. Right, all women. (laughs) All women with a mouth. (laughs) And, you know, and not once did I hear, shut up or leave me alone. I know he wanted to. I know he wanted to. Bless his heart. That's why he stayed in the basement so long, <laughs> you know, working on his little uh, number routine and, and uh, you know, just kind of staying <laughs> away from us. That's why him and the cat was besties. He likes finally a woman that ain't saying nothing. <laughs> she just want me to open up her food. She purrs and it's all good. Right. So, you know, Father's Day, 
you know, since then it's been a little bittersweet because, you know, you miss celebrating that kind of a dad, Um, you know, and he wasn't just my dad. He was like the neighborhood dad. So we grew up on D block baby in North (laughs) Philadelphia. And, you know, when my father passed, it was so just special to me to see men from uh, 20s up to 60 plus just calm tears in their eyes and, um, just kind of share how he was a father to them as well. Like it was just really so super sweet and touch. And that just shows the impact that, you know, a man in the community can have. He was a big guy working construction in the heart of North Philly. He had four girls and a wife. And so many said like, I'm a better father because of Mr. Al, you know, I'm a better husband because of Mr. Al, even, you know, man, a guy because of Mr. Al. And so Mr. Al was super, super special. And um, sadly, this Father's Day, it just kind of was a double kind of like kind of day um, with the recent passing of my nephew. So, you know, it did make me feel like, okay, I could find a little solace in knowing that, okay, this Father's Day, he got his Jaybird back to hang out with. And, um, you know, so that gave me a little... uh, Silas, but of course you want them really here right of course so um you know so as we talk about our the daddy daughter dynamic <laughs> um so as you just heard my experience is more that you know um just fun loving doting he cooked you know my mom loved to say yeah when I cooked I'm like when you cooked <laughs> <laughs> You know, my dad, he did all the cooking, honey. I would come in on a Friday. He just sat down and made his famous Friday night sandwiches. And I come in with my puppy dog guys like, dang, you ain't coming in. Here, take care of this. <laughs> and then in 20 minutes, he calling me down to get another one. So, like, he, you know, man is giving you half day food, child. There's a man that love you. Yes, definitely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So he, you know, was just, and he was just so funny. I got my storytelling abilities from my father. And he was very, he was that, um, what, like the physical comedy kind of person. He did voices, you know, all of that. When he talked about uh, Deefy on the job, he was a hardworking, 66 years in local 135, hard, hardworking man. So I grew up seeing this hardworking man um, who doted on his family, who worked super, super hard. And back in the day when he was doing construction, he was the man fighting for half a penny raise. So I let it be known that he was the one fighting for more so that the guys now could do more for less. Right. So anyway, um, you know, so having that kind of dad, you know, who paying the bills, child, this is why I can't get a man. (laughs) Who paying bills, who is, um, you know, and, and coming home, he ain't, he don't want no problems, you know, so he just flowing with it. So growing up seeing that, um, you know, I do feel like it kind of has affected, uh, you know, my dating life. But also just being able to grow up with a dad too, um, I would come down the stairs and be like, wow, me, you look like a movie star. What? <laughs> you know, it was great for my self-esteem, yes. you know, especially as I got older. You know, I didn't really hear it younger, but, you know, when you're younger and they try and pay bills and do all that. But as we, I got older, you know, those things came. You look like a movie star. You look like a million bucks. Oh, man, me, me, you know, and it was just so super great 
for the the ego and and just feeling good. And also you just learn by watching. Right. So, you know, he was somebody to watch. So um, I would say that um, I just had that, you know, super dad image. And they say you marry a man like your father. Yes, they do. That's what they say. So, you know, me being unmarried. (laughs) (laughs) That tells you a few things. Right. You haven't found one like your daddy. (laughs) Have not. Amen. Amen. Look at the amen corner. That woke them up. <laughs> Have not found a man like my father. And it's so interesting because the men that I've met along the way, they're like, hey, you ain't going to find no man like your daddy. Well, of course, if you ain't that man, you want to, you know, try to convince me. And I'm like, well, my mom married the man like her dad. So I can. And so and it's so um, interesting because maybe like a year or so, a little less before he passed away, I remember my dad saying, um, you do know you can work with somebody, right? And I'm like, like what? <laughs> and I guess he was saying, yo. And then he was six. So I guess he like, yo, I want to make sure she going to be good and have somebody right. to take care of. Right. Yo. Check, check a couple things off that checklist. <laughs> <laughs> check a couple things off. Like, um, you know, I don't see too many people rolling through and some roll through and then they roll out and I don't see them no more. She ain't mentioning it. Like, what's going on? She getting up there like, you know, you can work with somebody. Right. And I'm like, I guess. And so, um, yeah, so that, that's that been like my uh, daddy girl experience. It's been, you know, really great. And also I got to realize that, um, you know, by the time I started dating, too, that my parents were married almost 40 years, 38 years. So I'm sure that affected, you know, how I saw things, too. When you started dating, they were already married 38 years? Yes. Wow. And the math is, so my dad was like 42 when I was born. My mom okay. was like 38. Oh, um, wow. Which now don't seem too crazy. But back then, in 73, it was oh, like, yeah. yo. Right. Change your life, baby. <laughs> Definitely change your life. Definitely. She was like, ooh, I think I got the flu. I can't get rid of this flu. Oh, God. That's what she was told about godmothers. And then they were like, no, ma'am. It ain't a flu, honey. you <laughs> like, what? Because my sisters are 12, 14, and 16 years um. Older than, Older than thank okay. you. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Um. So that's you know my daddy story. You know, just the sweet unicorn guy. And so as we talk dynamics, Alina. So that's my story. What's your story? Well, my story is quite different than your story. Hmm. And your father was definitely a blessing to you, your sisters, your mother. Uh, my father he chose to be absent. Mm. Uh, you know, it's, it's funny. My parents divorced when I was 11 months old. So I don't really remember him ever being present uh, until, I don't know, maybe like seven, eight years old. My brother and I would go visit him. He lived in Colorado for a while. And then uh, he moved to Albuquerque. He's still in Albuquerque. Got remarried. Um, raised somebody else's children. Mm. And is now raising somebody else's grandchild, um, which that's a whole nother story. But <laughs> anyway, he, he just wasn't present, had no interest because of, I guess, his own personal issues. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, whatever love lost there was with him and my mother. But uh, growing up, like, my family, they never, like, talked about him too much other than, oh, my God, you have all this hair, just like your father. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) But never, like, oh, well, he's, you know, mm, this and that. They they never Mm -hmm. did that until I was grown. Mm -hmm. I remember turning 18, and he called me saying, oh, you're 18, now I don't have to pay child support and want to tell you a few things about your mother. I'm Mm. like, oh, you have totally lost your mind. (laughs) Mm. Now, prior to 18, you didn't really hear from him. He didn't call you, birthdays, holidays. I would hear from him birthday and Christmas. He would send birthday gifts, Christmas gifts. For a few years, my brother and I would travel and visit him for a week or two in the summer. Mm-hmm. In Albuquerque. And how old were you then? Maybe like middle school age. Okay. I think the last time I went out there, I was maybe 14. And then uh, my brother had a serious issue. Uh, he was attacked by a gang when he was 16. Mm. Suffered a traumatic brain injury. I uh, was on life support, all that. My father came. He was He was 16. And then when I was 18, the lady who raised him passed. Mm. He came to Philly for the funeral. That was the, the lady time. who raised your father. Yes. Okay. Who was his aunt. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was the last time I saw him. So I was 18. I have three children. He's never met any of them. Mm. Hasn't met the grands. Um, grow- <laughs> I remember for years when my kids were growing up, they would say, you don't have a dad. Where is he? You don't, you don't have a dad. How come you don't have a dad? Everybody has a dad. I'm like, well, I do. He's just not present. And they're like, that's weird Mm. like what do you mean he's not present I'm like well he's just not present so Father's Day you know it wasn't really a big thing in my family Mm -hmm. Mother's Day was Mm -hmm. of course (laughs) Mother's Day oh you (laughs) mac and cheese and potato salad (laughs) cornbread all that Father's Day was just like okay oh yeah whatever I guess we go to church and you know whatever Mm -hmm. but it just wasn't a big thing um and like what about a grandfather no, mm-mm. Mm-hmm. never had a grandfather. I had my grandmother, my maternal grandmother, mm-hmm. and the lady who raised my father. She was she was very present and active in my life. Um, she was awesome, but no grandfather. And my father, I believe his father passed before he was born. Actually, his mom mm. was pregnant with him. Mm. I don't even know his name. Mm. Yeah, so. And then my mother's father, you know, as they call it, he was a runner Mm. (laughs) back in the day. (laughs) I think folks know what that means. (laughs) So my grandmother actually had 10 children with him. uh, Well, seven children in 10 years. Mm -hmm. And when she finally had enough of him, she saw him at Broad Nolony one day and Spoke to him, and he looked at her like she was a piece of glass, like, do I know you? Who are mm. you? And she was like, okay. And she went right home and promptly threw all his stuff on the porch. Mm. <laughs> okay, Grandma. <laughs> Changed the lock, and that was it. And that was it. Never looked back. Never looked back. And into... life went on for the seven children. Oh, yes, it who did. Who lived well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, it did. And years later, I was maybe 12 or 13, and he passed. And she said, well, don't. The best thing he ever did for me was die and leave me his social security check. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. 
So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, what do they say about you when that's like. You ain't doing too much, right? At all. No. Mm. <laughs> so, you know, the women in my family have this saying, mm-hmm. I'm going. I'm going. And when they say I'm going, oh, they mean it. <laughs> and they never double, double back. Never. <laughs> so, my grandma <laughs> threw his stuff on the porch and said, I'm going. Mm-hmm. Well, really, you're going. <laughs> right. You going. And my mom, her, and my dad had their falling out, whatever his issue was, running. Uh, she said, I'm going, and she meant it. And that was it. Never so, looked back. No. So it wasn't a whole lot of tolerance for uh, foolishness. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Father's Day is just kind of like, eh, which, which is interesting now, you know, being married and having sons who are fathers trying to, like, embrace mm-hmm. the celebration of Father's Day. So it, it's a work in progress for me. And so what advice, um, mentioning your sons with their kids, have you ever given them any advice or, you know, based upon your experience with your dad? Well, luckily, my mom's husband has been a father figure for them and an awesome father figure. So, you know, they have that role model and... You know, they're very active with their children. Mm -hmm. They're present, you know, day to day. They do it all. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they're doing a good job. So I'm proud about that. That's Um, good. So I I just try to encourage and, you know, help them in any way I can. uh, Because, you know, it just wasn't the experience I had. Right. So And also, so with the lack of dad, um, do you feel like you lacked anything growing up? You know, your mom had you in dance and piano. Oh, my God. <laughs> Orchestra, choir, track, <laughs> church. <laughs> so being busy um, and active and having all these activities and, you know, still, you know, having a mom to be able to do great things, trips and all of that. Do you feel like you've, you know, missed out on anything when you think about it? It's interesting that you say that because I remember having a conversation in church with one of the deacons. A few years ago, he's like, you know, your father wasn't present and it's such a shame and you missed all these things and you suffered. And I'm like, well, what did I really suffer if he was never there? Wait, how did that pop up? I don't even know. Just, so, you know, people want to, I'm going to pour into your spirit. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy was talking about how he was such a wonderful father and husband and and, you know, you didn't have that. And that's such a shame. Oh, you poor child. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I don't feel like I really suffered because it was never there. Mm-hmm. So what did I miss? Like, yeah, when I graduated, my mom was there. Mm-hmm. If I was sick, my mom was there. If I needed something, she was there. So what was I missing? That just wasn't my experience to even have him present. So it's like my mom was all those things. And maybe it was the whole, because I know some women who have similar experience to yourself, they're like, I can't miss what I didn't have. Right. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what it is for him to be there. And he didn't want to be there for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. So that's on him. Well, how about growing up seeing, like, your friends' dads? Did any thoughts pop up with that? Yes, it's it's, uh, funny. Most of my friends, you know, they had two-parent households. Their fathers were there. Um, their mothers worked as well, which as a child, like you didn't really understand, like, why is everybody working so hard and all that kind of stuff. But my mom worked hard. She traveled for her job 20% of the time. Mm -hmm. Um, she traveled throughout the mid Atlantic region. So my grandmother was very present, but I don't feel like I was missing anything. Like we went to camp, we traveled, she took us 
out of the country. She said, I'm going to, you know, give you experience. And so you know what to expect in life. So you have expectations. So, you know, we did a lot of things. Some some things my friends didn't do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my mom went to school, worked hard, took very good care of us. So I, I didn't feel like I was missing out based on what I saw. I mean, I'm sure there were some things I was missing, but... As a child, of course, you can't recognize that. Right. And I'm sure it's all perspective. Right. So now growing up, because you always hear about, particularly from men, they love tagging a woman <laughs> with, you know, she got daddy issues. You know, you hear that <laughs> all course. the time about. And the interesting thing is, I remember watching Iyanla and she did the daddyless daughters like mm-hmm. series. But then she also did the fatherless sons. Oh, yeah. And in my opinion, the more kind of, I guess, intense ones seem to be the sons, the sons. <laughs> oh, and yeah. I distinctly remember this one gentleman who Charlie had his bow tie on and he had his bachelors and the two masters. And, he would, you know, he had the five kids and one on the way and his fiance. And, you know, he had all of this great surface stuff. But when she started peeling back the layers, mm-hmm. child, he was like sobbing and sobbing. like yes. <laughs> yes and it took like a circle of men to hold him up and he was dead waiting he was like ah, <laughs> ah, ah. you know and it's like see i feel you know that women we get picked on a lot and it's easy to go oh she got daddy issues and right they want to talk about women whose father wasn't around they looking for father figures and they're you know looking for somebody to love them and you I know they it. on the search right and, but you know a lot of that is projection because, you know, professionals say you're closest to the same sex parent. Mm. So I had my mom. So mm-hmm. I was good. Now, maybe my brother felt some of that. You know, that That's might a conversation. be interesting to consider. Mm-hmm. Right, right. But for me, I was good. I had my mom. I had my grandmother. And, you know, I was good. They were strong. They were present. They were loving. All of that. So. Mm-hmm. You know, I I don't think I suffer from those things. I'm sure there's some some <laughs> issues because of the lack, but I'm you know I I don't claim that. Well, as I'm famous for saying that, you know, I'm not licensed. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I do talk to one, you know, and <laughs> and you know through some observation, and you know we've talked, so. Going back to what we mentioned before about, you know, you may marry someone like your dad. So growing up dating, mm-hmm. how was that for you? Do you feel like, because um, again, as you just mentioned, you come from a strong um, uh, family of women. Yes. And strong meaning, you know, handling business. Either, whether oh, yeah. you here or not, I'm going to get it handled. Right. And I think sometimes that gets looked down upon it with does. women. It and does. we're aggressive and we're this. Like, I've had people say, you act like you don't need no man. No, I mean, the trash got to get taken out. Like, what right. am I supposed to do? Right, just let it pile up. <laughs> <laughs> Groceries got to come in. Things got to get done. It's not acting like I don't need a man. It's like... Just living my life until the desired partner come. Now, again, same with me. Did some slip through the cracks? (laughs) As I told you earlier, I think I stick and stay. And you're like, Mm, what you say? I don't know about that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I kind of got a little bit of your mom and grandma. I'm gone. Right. (laughs) I'm out. I can't do it. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that comes from in earlier relationships probably hanging on 
past the expiration date, as they say, like right. the milk that says Best Buy, right. you know, February 23rd and it's April. <laughs> <laughs> right. You might get a couple of days, but not not a month. Right. Ahead. Right. Month and a half. And then, you know, you shake it and it's like uh, cottage cheese. It don't even you don't even hear nothing shaking. So I might have had, you know, cottage cheese and a milk carton. And so I think in moving forward, it was kind of like, Psh, I'm out. My patience wicked sure. I'm I'm done. Right. But um Right, but why do you think that is you don't stick and say, even though your parents were married how long? Wait, hold on, let me take a sip of <laughs> I, I didn't know we was okay, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Talk about it. <laughs> Mercy. Okay, what was what was your question again? Alina? Why do you think that is that if I don't stick and stay? If you had this wonderful example Ouch. of your parents, mm-hmm. your wonderful right, right. father, that you just cut people off like mm, can't do it. Well, I I think it's because um, as I I've done some introspection and I think that um, I don't have any balance. I think I see. My dad, I got a fabulous pair of rose-colored glasses. Right. And so, like I said before, um, you know, by the time I started dating at 18, I had to beg for that. Like, I'm 18! Um, you know, they was already married almost 40 years. Mm. So what I saw looked, for lack of a better word, perfect. Right. You know, I wasn't around for the struggle when they was yeah. early. I wasn't around when, you know, my they was only married a few months when... You know, the in-laws came and mom was like, what, I'm a deal anyway. You know, I wasn't around for the struggle. But, uh, and and to his credit for that, he's just such an intense family man. He want to take care of everybody. Right. But, you know, as a newlywed, that ain't work for everybody at the no. time. So I think because I just had him on such a, like, pedestal of being such a wonderful uh care caring loving dad who took care of the bills you know the big 50 50 debate i'm like 50 50 (laughs) i didn't say 50 50 you know so i think that i have these rose rose colored glasses on and um and if i'm honest i think that i don't give men enough space to be human okay and by that i mean like to just make mistakes and um you know, so when they come with, you know, the foolishness. The first sign of trouble. <laughs> first sign of trouble or lying and saying one thing and doing something else. Right. You know, I give you a few, you know. And then, you know, if you really, really, really like the guy, you're going to give him a whole lot of other opportunities. But then eventually it's just like, I can't. I'm out. You know, right. and then maybe sometimes they were like, I'm going. You're like, Psh, all right, I'm out too. <laughs> Because I feel like that with some of the guys, too. That, you know, the moment I stepped out of their circle of perfection, they was going, too. And that might have okay. been their daddy issues yeah. that they don't want to talk about. And right. so, but that is like a hard question. I got to think about that more. Because I do feel like, dang, 62 years. Well, why am I struggling so bad? So, I, like I said, I do think there was a few that it could have worked out. But I just. Can't give them the benefit of the doubt? No. I didn't do the work. I didn't feel like doing the work. I get, didn't give him the benefit of the doubt, um, which is why my father probably was like, you do know you can work with somebody. <laughs> but have you worked with them? I feel like I have. Okay. You know, they might disagree. <laughs> you know, maybe one day we could get them in the tea room <laughs> to give the tea. I, I feel like I have. I'm sure they have a different um, difference of opinion. Okay. But, 
you know, and going back to the quote we started with, the reason why daughters love their dad the most is that there's at least one man in the world who would never hurt them. So that was my experience. And so when I got hurt, it was like, I'm out. Now, interesting enough, that quotes mean something different for you. So when you hear that quote, what do you think? So while my father wasn't present, I definitely had uncles and cousins who were older. I was one of the youngest grandchildren. Mm-hmm. My mom was one of seven children. She had four brothers, so I had four uncles. And it's so funny because when I started dating Mike, my husband, he came over for Thanksgiving dinner or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And they're like, who is this? Oh, we had to check you out. Come into the living room <laughs> and we'll talk about it. Which is needed. <laughs> Yes. I think it more of that is needed oh, where men definitely. know it's somebody to check you if oh, yeah. you you know show out. Yeah, they're like, okay, who are you? We need your name, address, phone number, social security number, everything. And <laughs> he has have, a fingerprinting kit. Do you have picture ID? <laughs> we need you to see your license. <laughs> and they meant it. <laughs> and coming to the basement where we got the lie detector hooked up. <laughs> he was like, Oh my god, oh, okay, all right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they they had a little Q&A with him and they're like, he seems all right, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> and it's funny uh because my daughter Bree with her friend mm-hmm. Tim, she brought him over same thing and they're like, "Okay, Tim, let's uh talk to you about a few things. <laughs> How did you meet uh Bree and you know, what are your future plans and all that?" And they were like, eh, "I don't know about these ends." <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, you may not have your father present, but there are definitely men in your life who care, who right. are present, and who kind of stand in the gap for you. So, Absolutely. So and I have awesome. a few of those good guys. Um, I know I recently, a year ago, I was at a wedding where my godfather was, and child, I caught the bouquet. Not that it mean anything. I've caught several, <laughs> and it means absolutely nothing. But it was so funny after I caught it. I said, and anyone interested? You see the gentleman over in the corner? That is my godfather. <laughs> you know, you have to get past him. From child, he stood up. And he took a bow. Let him know. (laughs) Right. Now, you know, so as women, I feel like we often get tagged with this label of daddy issues and they don't even know what it is. Now, knowing you, um, you know, I feel like you can be a little, you know, I'm going yourself a little strong. (laughs) Right. Do you feel like because of seeing the women in your life with their men kind of like, I'm out, that it makes you a little less vulnerable? You feel like you got your guard up? Oh, definitely. You're always kind of looking for somebody to try to (laughs) play you. Yes. Like, what's going on here? (laughs) I'm going to get you before you get me. Right. Mm -hmm. So. You know, and it's sad because everybody doesn't have ill intentions, right? Right. But, yeah, I do find myself, like, I might check out on some things. <laughs> like, mm, I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I might be here, but I'm not all here. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I definitely think that's true. I definitely think that's true. That's, you know, you're just trying to protect yourself. So what do you think in order, like, so do you want to let those walls down a little bit? Because I feel like I got some walls, too. I'm on the same with, and that's my short patience wick. It's like, I don't want to get hurt. I done been there, done that. That's another sip. <laughs> the ghost of boyfriends past with just, you know, just the foolishness. And then at this age, I'm like, I can't. Yeah. I, but I want to. Right. So... 
you know, you got to let those walls down in some kind of way because, you know, we do want to have healthy relationships. And you know what I've been finding extremely helpful? And I remember telling you about a few of them. Um, Like all this new, like just therapy and books that kind of give you alternative to asking certain questions for relationships. I'm like, where was this at when (laughs) I was struggling? (laughs) Right. Right. When I had my rose colored glasses on and when I put up the peace sign, like I'm out. But I've been finding it, you know, very helpful where they talk about expressing yourself. And instead of going off, which was, you know, my thing, you know, just blacking out, (laughs) being able to just, you know, say how you feel and say, you know, when you did such and such, it made me feel like. So and so, and also saying what you need, you know. Um, yeah, when it's a I'm, big thing. It's a big thing, you know. I really would like for us to communicate better, or you know, what could I be doing more of, and sharing with them, like you share with each other, what you could be doing more of, what you like, what you don't like. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I've ever had like those conversations. Yeah. yeah, and I guess growing up, you know, children are supposed to be seen and not heard, right? And, you know, be quiet, <laughs> and we're not talking to you. <laughs> Right, and you carry that into relationships and later in life, and and it's like communication is a big thing, and right. you know you had that communication breakdown, and you know you're in trouble. So right, you in trouble. Yeah, and you know, and speaking of trouble, and it's not to say that some women don't carry issues, you know. So you're like, uh, you know. A different breed because a lot mm. of women do they searching for that love you know I, I have a few women that I know who their fathers weren't in their life mm-hmm. um and then I have some whose fathers were in their life and they still just searching 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 right. for love by any means necessary even if it costs them their self right. um and so and there's a lot of women who didn't have that supportive father. And so they carry that kind of chip on their shoulder. And then the mom, she still got the chip because she, you know, was <laughs> suffering and carrying right. a whole load. So it can make you um, a little bitter. And as women, I think that we just need to first just be able to give ourselves permission to be angry right. about having Never. or not, you know, not having the right Father, And it makes you think a lot of times we do happy Father's Day. And some people like it's not that happy of occasion for me. (laughs) Whether he's deceased, whether he was never around. Some fathers, you know, just don't get along. You see some fathers where they talk to their daughters like, you know, they just two strangers, just crazy. So it can be bittersweet. And I just think as women, you know, we just carry everything. And when it comes to relationships, you know, we talk about that healing the little girl within. So when you grow up with, you know, not such a great father, mm-hmm. you know, then you kind of carry a lot of that with you into relationships and all that kind of stuff. So I think the first thing we need to do with, with we, you know, want to finally get to a place of healing is right. and healing that little girl yeah. is real. You know, because sometimes if your dad's not around, you're just like, well, what did I do? Right. You know, right. you try to make it your fault. Right. You know, and then Lord and don't have a, and it's not your fault, you know, but we don't know that. And if you have a mother who's still mad about it, she may kind of unknowingly make you feel like it's your fault. Right. right. So we carry that around. So we have to first like kind of forgive ourselves. Like it's not my fault. It had nothing to do with me. Yeah. And also 
as Yana would say, call a thing a thing, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and right. like, what is wrong? You know, am I carrying some ill feelings? Am I, you know, a lot of times you hear about, oh, you dating an older man, trying to date your dad or, mm-hmm. you know, just different interesting things like that. So it's like, well, gosh, am I, you know, doing too much or am I, you know, hurt? So I think the first thing is just to be kind of introspective. What do you think? Oh, yeah. We definitely need to examine ourselves. And, you know, families have all these issues and drama and and dynamics. And, and, you know, we need to be healed from what they call generational curses Mm. and things that that affect us that we don't really even understand. And that we don't talk about. Oh, yeah. Definitely in the black community. Black community. We (laughs) talked about that last week with death. We don't talk about stuff. We don't talk about feelings you know how do you feel that your father wasn't around you know how do you feel if you had the absent father or seeing a father who's doing for somebody else like did you ever feel some type of way with that it's like well wait a minute you doing for a whole family in new mexico what about me right it's like what's going on like because you do know what to do because you're doing it for somebody else and now for a grandchild (laughs) but you just didn't care you just had a big issue with my mom that overshadowed us. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is, but that's like, I've realized that's his personal problem. Mm-hmm. That's not on me. Did you I ever take that, that on or, or did you have to like oh, realize no. like, Oh, wait a minute. I'm feeling some type oh, of way. No. I mean, remember the last time I saw him, I was 18 years old. Mm-hmm. I was pregnant. I've, he's never seen any of my children. So mm. I'm like, I, I, I can't take all that on. I, I got to take care of my kid. I can't worry about this. Right. Man. <laughs> like if you want to be present, you know, the address, you know, the mm-hmm. phone number, it hasn't changed in all these years. Right. So you don't want to be here. So I can't right. force you and I, I can't worry about that. And kudos to you for not absorbing somebody else's issue and making it your own. And because you can easily interpret that and carry that around. But as you said, look, I'm starting to have kids of my own. And so I I, got to make the shift. If that's what he want to do, then let him do that. Because I feel a lot of us. Uh, women, whether it's our fathers, partners, whomever, we like to take on other people's problems and somehow make it our problem and somehow make it about us. And again, kudos to you for not making his issue your issue that you could then pass on and make your kids issue. And that's really a strong step that many of us have to get to blocking the things that can block us. Now, interestingly enough, although I receive the praise, support and unconditional love from my dad. Now, if we want to shame the devil <laughs> and tell the truth. I suffered and still kind of battle with self-esteem and confidence. Hmm, okay. Isn't it interesting? It is. And you know why? I think because, like I mentioned before, I got a lot of that, oh, meet you look like a movie star. That came later on in life when I was an adult. But as a kid, I didn't really get it. Okay. And not because I didn't think he loved me, but he was working hard, you know, taking right. care of the family. He Right. He was building, you know, I was the baby and, um, you know, I remember he used to give me like the 
is it a knuckle sandwich? You know, where you like take your knuckle <laughs> right. and yes. knuckle them in the head. And I'm like, yeah. You know, and that was his form of hugs and kisses. Right, affection. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. affection. But also, I think, too, um, so while he was loving and caring all of that, he wasn't actually touchy-feely. Okay. You know, you ain't get a lot of hugs. You did get the little nookie things in your head or thrown up in the air, that kind of stuff. Um, we never hit the floor, though. <laughs> <laughs> so that is interesting. So I think, again, because a lot of the foundation is established as a child. So the the little Tamika, you know, she got the love and the care. But, um, yeah, it wasn't a lot of all the, okay. um, you know, verbal praise right. of looking and being until I was much older. So I guess for lack of a better phrase, the damage was done. Okay. And looking back, not that he didn't love me, but also too, I think it's fair to note, you know, he grew up in the South rural. He was born in 31 back when you ain't get a lot of hugs and kisses. No people had time for that. They had time for that. (laughs) You had to pick them tomatoes and get that, get that farm together. So you ain't had time for all of that. I love you because it's a roof over your head. You got clothes and shoes and you eat. That was love. I'm providing. So also you do what you learn a lot of times. So, you know, so it wasn't all that, you know, like I said, till later on. So, but so if you start, you know, younger, you set the foundation. But even if you get it older, it's not too late. You just have to, once you kind of can recognize that. Now, do you feel like, how do you feel you at on the self-esteem kind of uh, confidence meter when it comes to dads? Well, just in general, I mean, I think I'm, you know, doing pretty good. Um, you know, I've had to suffer many things and, mm-hmm. and make it. <laughs> so... Um, you know, even though, you know, you may not have a father present, there are other people around Mm -hmm. who kind of fill in the gap and stand in that role. You know, one person was my college advisor, Jeff Montague at Temple University, and he was very encouraging. You know, I got pregnant my freshman year and I said, hey, I got to take a semester off. And he's like, oh, it's no quitting. We're not doing that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm like, no, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And, you know, he encouraged me. And of course, you know, I did it. And, you know, he was just always supportive in there. So, like, there's always someone present and willing to be in that role for you. So, um, yeah, I think the confidence is is pretty good. Um, and I try to instill that in my children as well, mm-hmm. my sons and my daughter. So, Right. And like you said, too, sometimes you may not grow up with the dad, but there's also some other male role models that you can connect with. And even for me, even though I had this, you know, wonderful father, I even still had additional um, male support and role models, you know, godfathers and, you know, play uncles and Mm -hmm. all of that who played the part. And it was a gentleman, (laughs) Uncle Doug, who I met, um, uh, at my last job, who was on a lot of my veterans uh, committees, and okay. we became really close. And 
uh, you know, he would give me a lot of great fatherly advice. And I remember I would tell him stuff like, yeah, my daddy said he was like, wait right there. See what you just said? Your father said, you know, how many women can't say what they father said? Right. You know, and I was like, well, I, and I can't find a man. He was like, hey, 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 back in my day, men like me, we fight over women like you because we understood. Now mm-hmm. they watching all that Rihanna and Beyonce. They in a fantasy land. They don't really understand. So he also helped. You know, he was a good balance. Right. And he also helped build the confidence and self-esteem. I would tell him about, you know, relationships and we would email a lot. And one day I'm going to blow the dust off those emails and read them because they were just so classic. And a lot of times I still read them um, because it's so great. You know, one guy, he's like, oh, he'll be back. You're a great woman. He definitely won't be back. And then he emailed me right back like, yeah, he ain't coming back. Forget it. too good for him you don't even want him back he don't even know who he is you don't want that you know and so good stuff like that so i say to women like i tell men who claim they can't get right because they didn't grow up with a father or uh you know they don't know nobody the dad was in their home and Mm -hmm. for women it is essential that we have this um male kind of uh fatherly influence and if you didn't get one in the home you know it's Somebody, a somebody, teacher like you, a, a teacher, counselor, a teacher, somebody at church, somebody somewhere. at church. There's somebody, you know, maybe it is, you know, a uncle or another family member. Sometimes it may not be a father, right. but, you know, there are father figures that can kind of help fill in the gap and provide those things that if we honest, we do look for in relationships that okay. we often don't get. Right. <laughs> All you get is a headache. And like some of those things is this. So a couple of things that I, um, you know, pulled up and realized. So the things that dads, that relationship can do for you is dad creates the gold standard for future romantic relationships. I know that's true because that's why I'm still single because I was waiting <laughs> on something similar like that. But, you know, as my dad it said, happened. you can't work with somebody. So now I'm open to kind of working with somebody. And now I am more open to... um you know, giving people space to, you know, make mistakes, be human, okay. not be like my, you know, dad. But even though they go, oh, they're not making them like that no more. Well, did they ever make them like that? Or do you got to be self-made? You know, so that's up for discussion. Yeah. You know, you make mistakes and uh, you yes. figure it out along the way. <laughs> <laughs> and still figuring. Yeah. Right. Still figuring. So here's another one. A father's love and acceptance greatly impacts future confidence, as we just mentioned. And I think, too, again, when you get that confidence from that father figure, you ain't looking for a man to validate you because you've already been validated by your father. True. And again, if they absent, you got to find another way. You got to look within. Else, right. And if you can't have like a father figure, I'm not saying, you know, go out on a hunt for a father figure and then you just start picking Manny, Moe and Jack. Right. You know, if it's not there, first of all, then you always have, you know, the Lord, you know. Of course. You always got God. <laughs> right. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. Yes, but sometimes, you know, you do need like something physical, something tangible, tangible that right. you touch. And. Sometimes you might have to just go within and find it within and give your own affirmations. You know, I'm smart. I'm confident. I'm, uh, you know, beautiful. I'm talented. I'm talented. You know, so it goes back to Donald Lawrence. (laughs) Encourage yourself. You know, sometimes (laughs) you got to encourage yourself. If it ain't there, it ain't there. You know, don't waste your time trying to find something that you may or may not find. It's all good. 
Don't let it break you. Build it yourself. Right. So that's what we got to do. We got to learn to just kind of build it in. Then another one is, you know, girls with involved fathers do better academically. Well, now we know that ain't always true because you were in the mentally gifted (laughs) class and look at your dad. So, again, all of these are good um you know, standards, is, things yeah. to shoot for. Right. But An if you ideal. didn't have it, I there you go. Ideal. But mm-hmm. if you didn't have it, I don't want you to feel like, oh, my God, is something wrong with me. I didn't right. have this. Or that you can't achieve these things. And you can't achieve it if you didn't have. Right. It's all still achievable. It's all doable. Um, And what else? Fathers often encourage their daughters to take risks and be adventurous. Now, Again, having a loving, kind father, he wasn't a risk taker. <laughs> he didn't encourage risks and being adventurous. So, see, it's a give and take with all of this right. stuff. Right. And what Everybody's is it? You different. chew up the meat and spit out the bones. Right. My dad, he was very discouraging against risks. He was a safe kind of playing person. Again, coming from the mm-hmm. South where you struggled. So you wasn't risking no stuff. And oh, here's one. Supportive fathers can help improve their daughter's body image. Again, keyword is supportive fathers because I know some fathers, and it wasn't necessarily mine, but some fathers where if they were, you know, dealing with some weight issues, they mm-hmm. told them. So I know a lot of <laughs> uh, women who have uh, suffered, so to speak, with a father who um, made them feel bad. And a lot of really? them had eating issues as a result really? of that. Be, mm. Because again, supportive fathers right. help you with the body image. Right. But so the non supportive fathers. Non supportive well, fathers will have you thing. with an eating <laughs> is disorder. Messed up. Totally messed up. You'll be either overeating or undereating. Right. Right. So again, these are things that can be ideal, but um, you know, if you don't have it, it don't mean you all hope is lost. Right. You know, we don't have to, as women, define ourselves by, um, you know, having or not having this male uh, role model. So, again, going back to the men that like to put, oh, you got a daddy issue. You got we all got some daddy mommy Mm -hmm. issues. We all have some inner children that have not been healed from a variety of things. And so it really boils down to being introspective. Going back to the younger Alina, the younger Mm -hmm. Tamika, and really dealing with a variety of things. Like you said, you want to be a little more vulnerable, a little more open, because you got the, I'm gone. (laughs) You know, you got it honest. Right? Right. So you can be a little kind of, checked out. (laughs) (laughs) Checked out. You know, I'm not sure what I am. I know I'm not checked in. Um, (laughs) so I got my little thing to work on too and the thing is I want us all to know we all got things to work on yeah everybody everybody so when we think about dads you know whether he had a loving dad a present dad a you know an in and out dad uh you know fill in the blank fair weather (laughs) fair weather papa was a rolling stone you know runner as you said whatever he was Good, bad, or indifferent, um, particularly if it wasn't as ideal as you would like, it doesn't have to define who we are. And then I know some women who father wasn't around because they did pass away before they were born or while they were young. And so I know some women who um, struggle with that. He's not there because not that he left, but, 
you know, he passed and right. couldn't be there. And so they do struggle. And, you know, they've made certain choices trying to, you know, fill that void. And mm-hmm. I think we all do. Oh, yeah. And men included. So it definitely. <laughs> but, you know, they don't let you know that, you know, it's daddy is you. You got she got, you know, we all got a little bit of something. Everybody got a touch of something on them. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what, you know, we all carrying something. Right. My grandma would say we all have our little red wagon to pull. <laughs> <laughs> pull it. I heard of that one. Red wagon to pull. Yep. Yeah, burden. <laughs> and some of us got a red dump truck. Wide load. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, everybody has something. And that's mm-hmm. why today we just wanted to encourage us to talk about it. So I'm just super thankful to have my bestie yes. here because I thought it was a great dynamic. You have someone who grew up with a father um, who was a good father and somebody who didn't. Right. And we see that we both, you know, came it out pretty good. Turned out pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Turned out pretty good. So we don't have to be defined, you know, by our past. There's great future. And again, all we got to do is just be open, be willing, you know, and men are needed. We're not saying, we don't need right. no man, exactly. you know, and we just celebrate, you know, men. And, then, and also, fellas, you know, I don't think that they get enough of the credit no. and get celebrated as they should. You know, some of them are really trying and then some oh, of yeah. them really don't. But for those <laughs> who try Right. You know, we are giving out A for effort over here. Of course, this is a celebration of Father's Day. <laughs> <laughs> to bring it on back home. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as we just celebrate fathers and men and men who, you know, step in. We hear a lot about stepfathers yes. who step in and take care of children that aren't their own, you know. And that's a, that's a you know, commendable oh, moment. And foster fathers and surrogate fathers. Yeah, grandfathers, all of that. Grandfathers who are fathers. Fathering, you know, grandchildren, you know, and fathering meaning, you know, father figuring, right? you know, not Tony Randall (laughs) and his story. (laughs) So, you know, and the running jokes from Father's Day, you know, back when they was collect calling, they were saying Bell Telephone said, honey, Father's Day was the highest collect call day of it all. (laughs) Mother's Day, you can't get no no restaurants are available, no right. seating. Father's Day, honey, you walk right in. Walk right in, get a table. Pick a seat. Hey, seat yourself. <laughs> Those are the terrible Father's Day jokes. Yes. Even with cards. You know, I see all this, Mom, you have been there, I love. And then Dad is like, hey, you know, happy Father's Day. Right, and it's like this little section. I'm like, really? <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, so dads do get the short end of the stick. We mm-hmm. will agree to that. But um, we are here just to start the conversation. So, ladies, I thank you for sipping with us in the tea room as we talked about daddy dynamics. <laughs> Alina, thank you so of much course. for Thanks coming. For and we will talk with you soon because there's a whole lot we could talk about publicly. <laughs> <laughs> we'll edit it out. All right. Well, until next time, two sips of tea where we're serving two sips for the price of fun. Oh, wait, don't hang up. Listen, as I have mentioned before, you know, I'm trying to parole myself from the prison of perfection. So in that spirit, I wanted to share um, a couple bloopers, honey, because it was a little rough getting started. I don't know. My brain was freezing and I didn't even have a popsicle. (laughs) 
So I'm just going to share just a couple blueberries again to help parole me from the prison of perfection and to inspire someone else who find yourself in bondage. Check this out. Daddy, daughter. Wait. (laughs) (laughs) What was I calling it? And daddy's girls. Right, daddy's girls. Okay, let me start over. Um, oh, <laughs> hello, 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 and welcome to the Two Sips of Tea podcast. I am your host, Tamika Tanksley, and you are in the tea room. And thank you so much for sipping with a sister. Today, we are going to extend the Father's Day conversation, which was this past weekend. So today, we are talking daddy, daughter, it's right here. Oh, daddy issues. Yeah. Daddy's girl. Oh, God. Yes, <laughs> Lord Jesus. And today we are talking daddy's girls. Daddy's girls. Ladies, hopefully you had a good laugh at my expense. I'll take it. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> 